Our world continues to change and push us in ways we have not been challenged before. On this show, we talk about these challenges, how to be aware of them, face them, and overcome them in your life. This is David Waldus, creator of the Align Living System. And I'm Nick Musica, Align Living Coach. Welcome to the Align Living System Podcast. Welcome to the Align Living System Podcast. Nick and I are back again today, and we're going to talk about what is it that we're working with when we do the Align Living work, and really when we do any kind of energetic work or that spiritual growth. And the idea of of uh, that there's something inhabiting our physical body that's not our physical body. And so, uh, you know, I was talking with a client the other day, and he, and he was talking about how this really hit him from this perspective. And, and, I, and I think I think it's a really, really powerful thing to think about. And what he was he was talking about when uh, his father passed, and he remembered seeing his father, you know, of course, like in life. And then seeing his body and he looked at the body and he was like, wow, dad's not there. That's not dad. And I, I think so many of us have had the experience where, you know, we've witnessed that we've been to a funeral or we've been with somebody when they've passed and we've seen them transition and they go from this living being to simply a body there. And so what is it that leaves? What is it that's been inhabiting that body? What is it that's inhabiting our bodies? And what does it look like to engage with that and see that is a relationship between the physical body and the the part of us that's inhabiting that body. And I think it's a really kind of a fascinating conversation because, you know, while we need to take care of our physical body, you know, I really see it as this vehicle that we're utilizing to be on this planet and to work our way through it that needs to be taken care of, just like a car does, just like a house does, just like anything that we own. And so that part of fine-tuning our body and working with it to cooperate, to be able to, and this is an interesting concept, the idea of when we allow our body to raise in frequency and do the things um, to keep it clear, it allows more of that part of us, that soul blueprint, the the higher self, the our truest self, how we want to look at it, it allows more of that to inhabit our body. And the more we allow that, the more clear we get. And that's really what the aligned living work uh, is about kind of in that arena. I mean, ultimately it's about raising the consciousness of our body, raising the consciousness of humanity. But at that individual level, what we're doing is raising the frequency of our body, which allows more and more of our soul self to inhabit that body. And so, yeah, it's gonna be an interesting conversation. Welcome, Nick. Morning, David. <laughs> How's it going? Good. I'm glad we chose a light topic for the day. <laughs> is that light? I always forget what's light and not light. I mean, it's like this is interesting. It's fascinating. I don't you mean because there's dead people involved? <laughs> because there's <laughs> what do you mean by that statement? Uh because it's because the typical conversation is not about uh the soul, essentially. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, yet it is. We just don't label it that way, right? It's uh you know, it's yeah. and for me, and I don't ever call myself a medium yet. I am. And I was, so I guess I just did call myself a medium. Right. Uh, but uh, I do a lot of that work, but I don't go into a session going, Oh, okay, let's check in with, you know, your dad or whoever it is that's passed. But a lot of times they'll pop in and 
you know, information will come through. You know, that's yeah. what mediumship is. Yeah. I remember, um, you know, when, when we look at things from this perspective of we inhabit a body and then that's the truest us, you know, our soul, our like our consciousness can come and go from that body. And there was an experience I had where a good buddy of mine um, was going through a divorce and he stayed with us for a little bit, was living in the basement and we're hanging out one night and uh, he gets a message. His mother is soon to be ex-mother-in-law was kind of on her deathbed hmm. and he gets a text saying that she had passed. And just as the text comes in, I can just feel her presence enter the kitchen where we're sitting. And she was stopping by on her way out. She was a very religiously devout person. So she was like, I'm on my way to heaven. You know, she came in and she's like, wanted to see my friend, you know, um, before she left because they, they had a really deep relationship. And so she pops in and she's like, I'm leaving, but I, I wanted to see you. And the, what she wanted to show him, like she, she just like filled the room with this loving energy and then she showed me this plate of food and on the plate of food was a bunch of peas on one part of it. It was like a whole variety of stuff. But then she showed him taking the peas and like stuffing them in his napkin or underneath the plate kind of. And I was like describing this to him and he just starts dying laughing. He goes, you know, when I was in the Air Force Academy, I, I was right by their house. And so I would go over there for lunch a lot and I hated peas, but I didn't want to upset her because she would make peas all the time for me for lunch. So I would just, when she'd turn around, I'd hide them in my napkin and then throw them out. And I didn't think she ever knew. And so her deathbed experience was to come show him that she knew the whole time. And, and so it's kind of this joke for her. I think she kept making peas for him every time he'd come over. <laughs> so that he would have to hide them in his napkin and think that, <laughs> that she didn't know. And then, uh, then she you know, just had this loving energy and left. And I watched her, she's like, okay, I gotta go. And she, because of this devout religious aspect of her, she was like, I saw her like approaching heaven and like just so excited, you know, to enter the the kingdom of, you know, God or however, however we're gonna look at it. And that was her experience. And it was such a profound moment for me because it was my first real kind of mediumship, clear, clear experience like that. And for it to be proven, you know, with the whole peace thing, <laughs> He was just like, I didn't think she'd ever, she ever knew. How did she know this? Um, it just, it created such a concreteness for me and, uh, and how real this is. And so just to, to bring it back to the, the topic, just to, to <laughs> you saying make that, it well, firm. You saying I'm getting off topic? No, no, no. It's, 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 <laughs> it's all on topic. And so, but that piece that you're talking about mm -hmm. that you picked up in that moment is, mm -hmm. is fundamentally what we're talking about tapping into in this body on this planet in this life mm -hmm. doing this work is that yeah 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 absolutely and so that is our consciousness right you know we can talk about it as a soul we can talk about it as yeah. you know our, our truest self or divine blueprint but it's our consciousness it's our ultimate awareness and so you know part of our physical body is our physical brain and you know if you're, if you're familiar with the term automaton uh, you know, I actually learned about it from a Nikolai Tesla quote that I use a lot in this work, but an automaton is basically a, a self-propelled kind of robot-like biological being. And so, you know, Tesla compared humans to being like an automaton, being so unconscious that they're just going through, you know, their body's just going through the motions. 
And when we don't have a lot of our awareness, when, when our consciousness is not forefront in our awareness of self, that's what we do. We just kind of go on autopilot. And, you know, that is like most humans, that's where they spend the large, large, large majority of their time, if not all their time. And so when we start to do this work where, we, where our awareness increases and our consciousness, you know, has control over this automaton and actually takes charge, uh, something different happens. And we start to experience life not in this autopilot, in this default mode, but in getting in touch with where our joy and fulfillment is. We, we look lit up. And I, I can instantly, when I see somebody, I can tell, you know, are they in touch with their their conscious that that consciousness that that soul self because they just glow there's a vibrancy to them you look in their eyes and there's like a a spark or a sparkle and then people that don't there's just a flatness it's like they're just not really in their bodies and they're just going through life do to do to do and they may find things that are fun but they're usually at a cost you know it's things like drinking or you know like i worked all year for my two weeks of vacation type stuff and that kind of like the living dead is the way it feels to me, honestly. Uh, like it's just no, like when we know what else is available to us, um, I, I think that's really what sets so many of us on this path is this vibrancy, this idea of, of really truly being here on this planet, utilizing our body as a vessel to experience and explore ourselves in that setting and to explore the world and to ex explore this experience of being human. And if we're able to accept that we are this consciousness that will that came into this body and will leave someday, and we start to accept that as concrete and true, and I think the the proof of seeing a person who's alive and then a body who's not, like it really gives us that juxtaposition to go, okay, like what do I want to do while I'm here? Because I am only going to inhabit this body for so long. And what do I want the quality of that experience to be? Do I want it to be lit up? Do I want it to be about what excites me in life and is joyful, or am I gonna be okay just being this automaton that goes through the motions majority of the time? And uh, you know, how are we gonna adjust that? What are we committing to? So I have a question for you. Awesome. So when we're in the body, we're doing the things and our level of consciousness is what, whatever, what, mm -hmm. wherever it may be by default yeah, in, yeah, yeah. for that person in that body. We do, uh, personal development, aligned mm -hmm. living work, some other work that mm -hmm. raises that consciousness. Mm -hmm. At the time of passing, mm -hmm. what happens to that consciousness? Do you think is it is it going up, down? Is it staying the same? Like what? What? Uh, I guess the question I'm, I'm trying to mm -hmm. articulate is how does the development in this body mm -hmm. with the consciousness affect post post out of the body consciousness? Yeah. What does yeah, it look like? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a great question. And it's interesting because I mean a few things are showing up from different elements of it. Like one of it is, you know, that so much of that consciousness, when we're in human form, we don't have access to, right? That we haven't developed our humanness in a way where we're not caught up in these ruminations and in these distractions. And and so, you know, so much of the world, this 3D world is about distractions and emotions that pull us into some sort of a knot and sideways and get us distracted and so far from who we truly are. And so what happens when we're doing that is our awareness of, of, of that soul self, of that higher consciousness isn't in our body. And so it's fascinating to me, fascinating to me whenever I've worked with people and say they've had a, a rough relationship with a parent, 
and that parent's passed. And when that parent comes in, they're not the same uh, experience. They're, they're not the same person, really, because when we're in our human body, those distractions, those stories that we get caught up in, dumb us down. They give us perspectives that don't allow our truest selves to shine through. And they get overlaid with this heaviness and this restriction and this non-expression of truth and this non-expression of, of connection. And so it's been fascinating to me to watch the experience for clients when they feel a past loved one come in that they had a rough relationship with. And all of a sudden this father that could never be loving shows up in a loving way. This father that never could be understanding or appreciative shows up in an understanding and appreciative way. And that's like what, the trappings of being in the human body. When we don't work through it, when we don't resolve our unresolved shit, when we don't work through our traumas that we all have, we don't get to experience that part of our soul, that part of our who we are while we're alive because there's all this overlay. And so the experience of, what it's like to to connect with a, a loved ones who's passed, who had so much overlay that we never really got to see them. We just saw their coping mechanisms and the way they struggled in the world and the way they struggled in relationships. It's yeah. bizarre. And it's so healing because we go, God, it was never about their love for me. It was never about the connection. It was about their unresolved stuff. And we make it about ourselves. It's always so personal. So do you think, do you think if let's, I'm trying, I'm going to, I'm going to make up a scale now. So right. if we, if we have a base consciousness of a one right mm -hmm. now, and by doing the work, we get to a, a three, mm -hmm. does that mean when we leave the body, we were able to access a consciousness of a, of a, of a 10 versus if we never did the work and we leave the body still at a one that we leave, uh, that we meet a conscious, we get a, a achieve a consciousness of a five. Yeah. Is that, is that a thing or is that not a thing? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, I, I would say that, I don't know that it's a 10 uh, on your imaginary scale, <laughs> right? mm -hmm. uh, but, but here's what happens. There's a huge jump. Right. And so I, I do believe there's uh who was it? Newman, I think that wrote the life between lives about uh, where he did all these uh, uh, regressions, not to past lives, but to the, like, to the space that people experience between dying and reincarnating. And that, you know, that was the belief system that was based around. And yeah. so the idea that a soul actually goes to soul school kind of in between and that there, our soul is still growing, it's still evolving, yet compared comparatively to when it's trapped in the human consciousness, it's just an anger or blame or, you know, whatever, all the places that we get stuck or, you know, who's, you know, consuming toxins and, you know, alcohol and mm -hmm. drugs, you know, mm -hmm. whatever, like it's just layers on top of the soul, like the freedom of being out of the body and, and out of that trapping or the emotional overlay of negative stuff, um, or even what is perceived as positive stuff that's just pulling them away from who they are, often self-sacrifice and stuff like that, that, that there's a huge jump in, in that frequency. And there's always more to grow. I mean, our soul is still growing and evolving, but compared to the way it shows up in the human form, um, night and day difference. So can I repeat back to you what I think I understand and then make <laughs> a, and then ask another question? <laughs> yes. Okay. So it sounds like 
that the challenges for soul, there's more challenges for soul growth in the body mm -hmm. versus at, at, out of the body, right? There's, I forget. Different how sorts, I would say. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And yeah. so there's, there's still growth afterwards, mm -hmm. but then it, I would, I would wager uh, a bet on the, on the, on the scale that I made up that <laughs> the, there's more soul points that can be acquired in the body when doing the work here, because it's harder yeah, it, 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 outside because it's, it's easier. Mm -hmm, that... mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that the, the, it's preparation that happens on the other mm -hmm. side too, you know, to come back in. And, you know, I, I think that the lives that we choose to are all about specific growth points. What is it that we're here to experience? And I think it's often about rebalancing. And so this is an interesting conversation too, because I'm I'm going to make it a little bit more complicated. Is what we're talking about kind of is karmic wheel, right? Souls that are on the karmic wheel that are resolving things, you know, getting out of the entrapment of the human body, the, the constriction of the human body, having that higher perspective and going, okay, I'm going to go back in now with the work that I've done, and I'm going to have another experience that's going to help me work through this karmic stuff. And so, yeah, here's how it gets more complicated. Uh, Starting around 2012, the karmic wheel started to become something that we were only living on through our own intentions, not something that our souls are forced to be on. And and, and this is this is kind of an interesting concept. And, and I mean, it's just shown to me is is perfectly clear that we can unhook from it now, whereas before that wasn't what was going on in this planet. This planet was basically a place where we work through our karma, and now the transition that the planet's going through is it's going into this higher frequency self where the, the, the planet itself is changing frequency. It's releasing people from their karmic wheels, from karmic debt or from that. But because our belief system hasn't changed, people are still engaging in stuff that isn't really controlling them anymore. It, they're actually still signing up for, for they're, they're still subscribing to a list that doesn't exist anymore, yet it does exist because they're subscribing to it. And so it's not forced upon people as it once was, meaning that like, this is like a, a law, like gravity, people are just behaving as if it's true. So it's still sustaining a truth. Does that make sense? It, it does. And, and the part that I'm confused about is uh, the awareness of how does one become aware that they don't need to, and I think, let me know if I don't get this right, mm -hmm. that they don't need to, uh, they're not bound by working through their karma but they're they can detach from that wheel there, there, there seems to be there needs to be something that brings that to awareness and because it's mm -hmm. a choice point it, once yeah, you know yeah. that then there's a mm -hmm. choice point to yeah. choose your own adventure versus get back on the wheel of sorts yeah yeah get off the struggle get out of the struggle right, right? and move into right. the allowing move into you know which yeah. is the hardest thing to do because it's what we're you know we're, we, we programmed ourselves to do society's programmed to do it and so it's kind of like the hangover of the karmic wheel that's happening you know where people are it's like the automaton oh. aspect of it we're still behaving as if it's true which makes it true um but it's fading because there's nothing else holding it in place and so when we start to do this work where we're inhabiting more and more of our higher consciousness we're we're not that's how we disengage from it because once we uh, and, and again th this i uh, this is really cool how this is coming in is the idea of right now we're talking about conceptual stuff and okay. Interesting. Does it really change anything? Not much because what really changes is when we have the experience, we, you know, we go into this higher frequency state and we go, 
oh shit, I don't need to do that anymore. That doesn't feel, there's nothing holding me in place except for me. I can feel myself having this desire and this resonance with choosing something different. That's how it changes. This concept can open up the, the intrigue, the curiosity about walking down that road and opening up to this, but it really doesn't change much at all. Unless you're already there and you go, oh, that's what I'm experiencing. Right, cool, right, now right, I, can, right. I can engage more with it. Yeah, that, and that was going to be my next question. And then I was reflecting back to the to the time that you and I started to work together. And I remember saying something like, uh, um, like there's, there's a choice now because mm -hmm. I know, and, yeah. and, and you can go back to the old thing, but what an asshole you would be to make that choice. Yeah. 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 Uh, versus this other thing, which is wide open. Mm -hmm. there, there's no clear path. Um, at least at the time it felt very, uh, mm -hmm. cause it, it was the opposite of, the other thing that you the subscription, right? Mm -hmm. You know, to get yeah. a subscription every month, the, the thing comes in the mail you, every you minute. Get, yeah. Right. 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 You know exactly what it looks like mm -hmm. where when you move away from that, um, mm -hmm. it's, it feels a little less, um, I'm not sure what the right word is. It feels a little less, uh, laid out in front of you, but the mm -hmm. more you work yeah. with it, the more laid out in front of you it becomes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and I would say that that's that transition piece to where mm. it starts to feel laid out. And so, I mean, that was one of the ways that Aligned Living helped me so much when I got the download for this work, because it gives us something, uh, internal stability. It gives us a stability in that wide open place, right? Because when we go, oh, well, I'm going to detach from all that 3D silliness, and I'm going to start to get in touch with, you know, what is that inside of me that uh, automates this body that controls it, that, you know, this higher self, this, this consciousness. And when we start to do that again, it, it can go a million directions, right? This it's very ungrounding. And then I think this is why so many spiritual people have a really tough time getting their shit together in their regular life is because when you start to enter that world, there's, it's just open, open lanes. Like you can just go wherever you can kind of have whatever experience. And so what we do with the line living work is we get in touch with our that channel of light that runs through us, that vibration, that connection to our higher self, that connection into grounding into this higher dimensional sacred earth, as we refer to it. And it creates this reference point for us to stabilize off of internally. And before line living, I didn't have that. I would just go into a non-ordinary reality and go, oh my God, this is amazing. It feels so cool. But the more time I spent there, the more, the more challenging it was to stabilize my 3D reality because it didn't seem to matter the same. It felt kind of silly, um, but I also knew I needed to, you know, and wanted these 3D things. And so once I had a place, and really the truth is that place that we're stabilizing off of is right in that cusp between that 3D reality and that spiritual place, that non-ordinary reality, that that connection to the higher realms. And we and we we are able to find a concrete place there that's very grounding in a new way and stabilizing. We're not just floating and wandering around. And to me, that was that changed everything because I was either grounded and doing things in the 3D or I was off in this non-ordinary land, you know, having these really amazing, expansive experiences, but it made life harder, not easier. Unless I was there, then life was way easier, but I couldn't create from that place. But there's no integration, it sounds like. They're, they're two separate yeah. places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. so so that's what we're really doing, right? We're We're... we're creating that solid place where we can actually create in our third dimensional lives right? through our, our higher self, through our spiritual self, and have all that come into resonance and align and integrate, as you say. 
Right, 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 right. Versus going to visit it and then coming back to this, which yeah, is yeah. A, a, sort of like the psychedelic conversation. A hundred percent like a, it. Yeah. Very. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I dive into the pool and then once I'm out of the pool, I'm out of the pool. Yeah. Yeah. But I better dive back in again to get more because that was fantastic. Right. Yeah. Right, right, right. Escapism yeah. more than uh, integration, learning and integration, which this is, and this is harder to do. Like you have to generate it yourself. It doesn't just yeah, come yeah. to you and, and drop on your lap. Yeah. You have to choose it and, you, and, yeah. and engage with it. And it's become, I mean, this is one of the fascinating things about this too, is like when I first got the download for this, it was only so stable, right? Mm. That place that, that, that where we could lock in and be right in the cusp. It was a lot of work. And now that I've been doing this for what, eight, nine years now and teaching it to so many people and there's so many people doing it, it's become a much more stabilized place. The people that are coming into it now can get it so fast and so mm. easy. Um, whereas, you know, the pioneers, uh, of that. And, and again, I, I don't pretend we're the only ones going there. I don't think aligned living is the only path to that place, but I think that more and more of the consciousness here on this planet is learning how to stabilize there. And so it's becoming more and more stabilized and, and, you know, the line living is the path we use to stabilize there. And I'm sure the people, as I was saying, have a path there as well yet. Um, you know, it's just so simple. And the fact that there's so many of us doing it now yeah. makes it so much more stabilized and, and it just makes a paved pathway for, for those to ready to step into it. So I, I have my theories, but I want to hear if, if you have any around what are the factors that have led in the past, we'll say nine years mm -hmm. to difficulty in stabilization to now it being more stable. The, yeah, the, yeah. It's, av it's available to be more stable is what I heard. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So ha has there been in your view, 3d factors that have showed the world has changed and yeah. the way it's, sh it's changed <clears throat> yeah, yeah. has allowed us to be more stable. Yeah. 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 Cause when the 3d consciousness used to feel a lot more stable to most people, it was mm -hmm. like, that's reality. That's how shit is. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're experiencing. And, you know, I, I think COVID, that big disruption where we saw mm -hmm. so many lies come out, where we, you know, it was just in everybody's face, the, um, you know, just the bullshit, the, the control mechanisms, the stories that, you know, were proved like, I mean, we can go back to the Gulf War, you know, with the weapons mm -hmm. of mass destruction. We can, mm -hmm. like, we're seeing uh, in just in our faces so much uh, misinformation, so much going shit, like, I can't trust this. I know there's, this is not trustworthy. Mm. And so that's not really necessarily a, a break in what reality is, but it breaks the illusion of the, of the experience that we're having. And once that illusion breaks, we start to go, okay, what, where can I look for stability? And when we're not so attached to the, when the, and this is an interesting piece that's just coming in now is the, the 3d world used to feel a lot safer. And it feels a lot less safe now. And when something feels unsafe, we start to look for safety. And when something does feel safe, we tend to, you know, we can get kind of stuck in it. We, yeah. we, we can get complacent there. And, and so the lack of safety, I think, in the 3D reality is forcing us to look beyond that. And the awareness of the illusion, the, the distrust is, is making it so we're not so stuck there or so complacent there. And as we look, we didn't necessarily maybe know we were looking for something beyond the 3D reality, but we were looking for something that felt safe and ironically more stable. And that's what we're, what is happening. So it's, it sounds like geopolitical events, the pandemic, um, e even uh, the result of the pandemic of this work from home aspect mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, 
has given folks the opportunity to unsubscribe yeah. and and look for something else. You're using that as the framework. Yeah, yeah. It's, it became an unsafe environment. It yeah. became an untrustworthy environment. Right. And when something's untrustworthy and unsafe, we start to go, shit, like, I'm not going to, this isn't my, you know, end all be all anymore. Right, right, right. And when you can't trust the government, your job, uh, your employer, whatever it may be, mm-hmm. I mean, there, there's, it, it may feel like there's not a good option for yeah. a while, which feels like that trans, that transition portion that you were yeah. talking about. Yeah. And it, and, and it, and I think people tend to either go into depression with it and like fear and shutdown of like my reality's crumbling. Yeah. Um, or they start to get, you know, and maybe they come out of that and start to explore what's possible. And, yeah. and I think this is, you know, this feels very directly related to the disclosure conversation too, you know, around the idea that we're having these off planetary visitations, all the UAPs, you know, which is, you know, the new name for UFOs. Yeah. And in 2016, the Navy released footage and said, yeah, like these are UFOs. These are UAPs. We've been having these coming in here. And it, it shocked me because I would have conversations with people about it and they'd go, what? I didn't, I, I wasn't aware of that. I'm like, you didn't see it on CNN. You didn't see it in the Wall Street Journal. You didn't see it. And because it was so much of a paradigm shift, like it, it made, the, it, it busted up the current reality. So many people couldn't accept it. And I, I think that, you know, when we look at our government's decision long ago to not disclose, to say people couldn't handle it, you know, I think there's, you know, I, I used to always think like, you know, that was bullshit, it was control, but there's mm-hmm. also a certain level of like, well, most people kind of can't handle it. Like it's right in their face. Like here's CNN going, you know, here's the footage again of the Tic Tac UFO and here, here's how this happens. And, you know, they've been uh, messing with, you know, the aircraft carriers and they, come in and they intercept our planes and, and people are watching it going, tell me about the weather. Yeah. 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 <laughs> right. Or, or you, two minutes later you go, God, you believe that about the UAPs? Like what about the UAPs? What's a UAP? Um, like it just doesn't hit our consciousness. Doesn't so, stick. No, no. Um, and, and still, I mean, what, like that was eight years ago now yeah. and it still hasn't stuck. That's true. Like, how is that not part of just our accepted reality? You still ask people, do you believe in UFOs? Yeah, uh, maybe, and not really. I'm like, did you not see the, <laughs> right? Like, it, it's just how, when, and again, here we are stuck in the automaton aspect of ourselves mm. versus in the higher knowing that can adapt and accept and, and not get stuck trying to hold all of our shit together. And the automaton just grips to things. And when it feels safe, it grips even harder. And when there's a little bit of unsafety, it may grip even harder and shut down even more not to see all those things. But once we decide we got to see them, you know, we can't ignore it. That's when the adventure begins. Your your automaton uh, analogy metaphor, whatever it may be, uh, reminds me of a story or a conversation I had with a gentleman who who did a fair amount of uh, disaster uh, work, shall Mm -hmm. we say. And he was a capable individual and go to these places where there was a, a, a fire, an earthquake, mm-hmm. you know, typically in like third world countries. Yeah. And so th- there'd be a group of people who were very capable mm-hmm. of rebuilding the infrastructure. They, they had skills, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. But then there was this other group of folks who would come along for the ride, so to speak, to, mm-hmm. to feel good, to volunteer at a place. Right, right. And during this for conversation. Instagram moments. 
Yeah, yeah, and 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 I don't know if everyone has mm-hmm. this derogatory phrase for them, but right. he he started to talk about the eaters and shitters, and I'm like, what is an eater and sh-? like what is that? It's like those are the people who show up who don't really contribute, yeah, but they're there to feel good, yeah, yeah. But but the reality of why they're there doesn't match mm-hmm. uh, what they're able to contribute, and it feels yeah. a little bit like that automaton that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. People are just sort of walking down the path, mm-hmm. doing the things blindly. Yeah. but not really waking up to the reality and the opportunity in front of them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and here's the thing is we're all going to wake up to it, right? Like this is just what's happening on the planet. And so do we get forced? Do we just keep getting pushed out into that? And I assume if you're listening to this, there's a curiosity already. Sure. And so to me, ultimately and this, this, this shows up a lot as a channel is the idea that there's a certain consciousness that this planet's moving into. It's it's of a fifth dimensional nature. We can talk about crystalline mm-hmm. energy if anybody has any connection with that. But there's a stabilized consciousness that this planet is moving from, that 3D reality, that place where there's there's very concrete rules and limitations, to this other place where there's this incredible expansion and experiences that are not available in the third dimensional reality. And what we're experiencing now is the the growing pains like what it looks like when a planetary civilization moves from one reality into another. And it's messy and it, the rules change and our nervous systems have to adapt. Our brains have to accept these things that we're experiencing. And more and more people are going, you know, I'm having these experiences, whether it's energetic or psychic mm-hmm. or, mm-hmm. you know, all of a sudden animals start talking to them. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> right. You go, I was, I was uh, doing SEO yesterday, and then all of a sudden today, there's animals talking to me. I got to figure out what the hell to do with that, right? Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. shit's not easy. It's it's fantastic and exciting if we let it be, or it's terrifying and it wants, makes us want to shut down as well. But there is a transition happening from a third dimensional consciousness to a fifth dimensional, fifth dimensional consciousness. Finally came out of my mouth. And when we intentionally move, our awareness and our consciousness and do the steps, you know, which again, this is what aligned living is about to stabilize in that new consciousness, that fifth dimensional consciousness, our, our process going from as the planet moves across that is much smoother because we're not in this cognitive dissonance. We're not in this struggle. We're not in this, our minds being blown all the time. We, we move into a place of acceptance of the new reality, a stabilization in it. And then it's not just for us. The more we stabilize there, as we were just talking about, how it's a place we can go to now in a much easier way, it makes it easier and easier for the rest of humanity to have a solid place to go to. It's like we've gone ahead, created the base camp, and that base camp's growing into a village, it's growing into a city, that's growing into uh, you know, uh, what the world's going to be. And so we get to be the front runners in that, and that's pretty damn exciting. And it's not just for us. Like we're we're stabilizing the new reality and it's already it's going to happen with or without us but the fact that when we can move our consciousness there intentionally cooperate with the shift that's happening like it's so much smoother for us it's so much less unnerving it's so there's so much more flow there's so much more support there's so much more fulfillment and i'm seeing more and more people recognizing how much this is part of their life purpose it's why they're on the planet right here right now and those are the people that have become my clients because it just is so clear to them that they have a job to to do and a role to play, and it's important. Mm-hmm. 
that yeah. all makes sense. Yeah. And so that, that's a, a long conversation from <laughs> what is that difference between a live body and a dead body? Cause something's different, right? Yeah. There, there's, there's a few points uh, that we touched upon in there. Yeah. But that is, but going back to just the perception of seeing that dead body and I, and I've seen them and it's clear that there's not, um, mm -hmm. Uh, what was happening there the day before is not happening there now. Yeah, it's yeah. Clearly, and we that, all remember that... the first dead body we saw, right? That's uh... yeah, yeah. Um, and so, use, using that as the simple, basic mm -hmm. uh, reminder of um, we are not that thing, and there's something mm -hmm. way bigger at mm -hmm. play, mm -hmm. is seems to be a, a very easy thing, a tangible thing that we can tap into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it can open up that journey for us. It can make it real and concrete because when we are torn back and forth between the, whether or not this is real, which of course we are, mm -hmm. you know, of course we are, right? We've lived in a 3D reality and then we have experiences that, that operate outside of that. Um, we need a lot of proof, a lot of evidence to move our paradigm, <laughs> right? Like I said, look at it's eight years later and people are still going, yeah, I don't know that I believe in UAPs or don't even know the term, right? Yet it's everywhere. Yeah. Um, and and that's just the reality of it is that our human brains don't necessarily adjust that quickly unless we intentionally take them there. They need our we need our own support in order to do it. If we just automaton through it, you know, we we're, we miss the whole damn thing. Yeah, yeah, and it's got to make sense to you. Like there's there's going to be different. Like you said, online living is is one of the ways, and it's been super effective for me and super effective mm -hmm. for for clients. Mm -hmm. Um. But there's multiple ways to get to the top of the mountain. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. so if the conversation is interesting, but the methodology isn't, mm -hmm. that's okay too. But yeah, find yeah, methodology yeah. that works. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and if you want to start with meditation, I mean, that's ultimately what this is. Um, you know, a lot of our clients have a tough time meditating uh, initially, and that's you know the first steps we do with the consciousness lock, like just solves yeah. that, and they're able to meditate instantly. Um, but yeah, it's the, the, like we said, the, the, the place we're talking about this new stabilized reality that the earth is moving into, that's really what we're moving to. And so obviously we're not the only ones going there or the only path there. Um, yeah. but it, it is a very simple, effective one. Yeah, and so, super effective. Yeah. yeah. And super simple. Yeah. Yeah. Surprisingly. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. That's often what people struggle with. Yeah. Right. hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. Aren't there a bunch of rules? Aren't there a bunch of like, mm, nah, that's usually when the ego gets involved when we have a bunch more, of more dogma, bunch please. of hoops. To, yeah. A bunch of hoops <laughs> to jump through a bunch of uh, ways to do it right versus just going there. Yeah. Yeah. Great conversation. This is cool. cool I didn't know this is where it was all going to go. That's, that's fun. I love starting with a point like that and then just seeing what just starts to download through and um, build off of it. So yeah, super fun. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Still wanting more uh, feedback from the listeners here too, for, as far as questions, where would you like this to go? What's interesting to you? You know, it's always fun for us to tap in, but um, we'd love for it to be more interactive. And, you know, we did an episode week, week or two ago answering viewer questions. And mm -hmm. ironically, that I think is the most downloaded one we've gotten. And hmm. so, um, yeah, actually it is, it just occurred to me. And so um, obviously that's what y'all want too. So ask your damn questions. <laughs> More questions, please. <laughs> That's another way of putting it. Awesome. All right. Well, have a great week. See you all next week. Bye, folks. We hope you enjoyed listening to today's podcast. And if you did, please subscribe so you can catch the next episode. If you want to learn more about the Aligned Living System and how it could support you in your life, 
Check out davidwaldus.com. <laughs>